Hey guys, this is John Barksell, and I just want to tell you, if you haven't listened to the Three Ball Podcast, you're missing out on a host that's headed for brighter lights and bigger things. Galt Goldman has a plethora of accurate statistics, and his sports acumen, acumen is second to none. Look out, Stephen A., Skip, Pollock, Cowherd, Patrick. He's next. Catch him now so you can say you were there in the beginning. Hello, welcome back to the Three Ball Podcast, everybody. Today on the podcast, what are we talking about? I'll tell you in just a second. Okay, here's what we're doing today. Um, and I'm not well. No, we won't talk about that because that's not really important anymore. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater was named starter over Drew Locke. Uh, Sony Michelle was traded to the Rams. Trevor Lawrence was finally named the starter for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, will Lamar Jackson be? <laughs> will he be stopped this year? Who knows. And Steve Young said that Trey Lance should be the starter slash play. We're also going to be doing the AEW review and predictions for Week Zero of college football. So let's start off with uh, Teddy Bridgewater was named starter over Drew Lock. Do I think this is a good idea? No. Uh, we kind of know what Teddy is throughout his career. He's a pretty good, not really good starter. And ever since his injury, he I'm giving him too much credit. He hasn't been good since the injury. But we know what Teddy Bridgewater is. We don't know what Drew Locke is yet. Uh, he's still a pretty young guy, to be honest, in the NFL. So why are you going to start Teddy, who you know what it is? He's not going to get you to the playoffs. He's not going to be all that great. So I don't know why you're starting Teddy. Uh, so that's my opinion on it. Sonny Michelle was traded to the Rams the other day. Uh, good pickup for the Rams. Uh, good good trade away for the Patriots. I mean, that if you've ever if you watch the Patriots in preseason, they have running backs galore in uh, New England. So I'm not surprised Sony is gone. Sony was surprised he was gone, but I really wasn't. Um, now uh, moving on, Trevor Lawrence was named the starter for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Oh, he hasn't played that great in the preseason, to be honest. But you know. I guess he got a name starter. He was the first pick. The team's going to be bad. Trevor might not be that good. But I guess you got a name starter. Um, now, to a more serious question. Can Lamar Jackson be stopped this year? Um, Lamar is a great regular season quarterback. So he's great for fantasy football pickups. But he's bad in the playoffs. Which, I mean, it's whatever. If, if you watch the playoffs... Most of the successful playoff quarterbacks are drop-back passers, not guys who scramble around because in the playoffs that don't work. Uh, Lamar is a below 50% thrower in the playoffs for his career, so I'm not really all on the whole Lamar thing. Uh, Lamar can get you to the playoffs, but he won't win you that many games in the playoffs. This is my opinion. So, uh, will he be stopped? No, because nobody can. People really don't care about the regular season. It sucks to game plan in the regular season. In the playoffs, when it matters, oh yeah, they're game planning for you. That's why Lamar's completion percentage goes from 60 to 40 uh, the last couple of years in the playoffs. <laughs> Shocker? No, not really. Um, then, uh, Hall of Fame quarterback Steve Young said that Trey Lance should be the starter. Or he should play a lot, barring injury. And this is idiotic, in my opinion. You know, Trey Lance is a below 50% thrower right now in the preseason. And, you know, if it's, if it's Zach Wilson who's balling out, it's, oh, well, he's playing backup. So preseason doesn't matter. So, But I care about preseason. 
So, but even if we want to stick with most of y'all's opinions on, well, it's preseason, you're playing backups. Trey Lance can't complete 50% of his passes against backups. So what do you think he's going to do against starters? Um, Trey Lance should not be the starter. He should not be playing, uh, but he will play because Jimmy G will go down for a week with an injury. That's, uh, that's the greatest fantasy pickup ever. Jimmy G out for a week. Um, so yeah. That's my opinion on that. So now let's go to week zero of college football. Uh, let's make my predictions real quick. We have Nebraska at Illinois. I think Nebraska gets the win. Scott Frost really needs this. New coach at Illinois, I do believe, so they really don't need this. Uh, but Adrian Martinez and Scott Frost definitely need this. I'm still a huge Adrian Martinez guy. I feel like he should have been the starter all of last year in college football, but... According to Scott Frost, he said, nah, I can't do that, brother. Um, UConn at Fresno State. I don't know any of these teams. Well, I don't, I've never watched any of these teams play. Uh, so let me go Fresno State here. Uh, actually, no, nah, give me UConn. Uh, UConn's cool, I guess. I don't know. I haven't watched him play. Uh, Hawaii at UCLA. UCLA should get the win on this. I mean, it's Chip Kelly. Come on, Chip. You got to win this game, man. Uh, UTEP at New Mexico State. Uh, let's go UTEP. I don't know anything about either of those teams. And Southern Utah at San Jose State. I'm picking San Jose State. So there are one, two, three, four, five games. Let's see how many I get right out of the five, only knowing, uh, like, two of these teams. <laughs> Nebraska. I only know two of these games, Nebraska and Illinois and Hawaii and UCLA. So if I don't get those two right, we're going to be off to a bad start. I will, I will actually do uh, my college football predictions. I'll keep a tally on how many I get right and how many I get wrong. Oh, Lord. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be a tough year for all of me. I can tell you that. Uh, so there's my week zero predictions. And now let's go to AEW. We broke the bus, baby. Yeah, they got a crappy intro, but it's whatever. Um, we started off with Jim Ross saying, it's Wednesday night, you know what that means. It's time for me to waste two hours of my life. That's what it means. Uh, so we got, to start off, Orange Cassidy versus Matt Hardy. We're starting off with comedy right away with pockets. He, with pockets wrestling, as Jim Cornette says. We got pockets and uh, Mr. Deletion, Matt Hardy. Uh, Matt Hardy came out, but he was not with the Hardy family office, which kind of sucks because I do like them. Uh, they should be around there more. But whatever. Uh, that could be a great heel group. And Tony Khan said, no, nah, brother, it doesn't work for me. Uh, and so since we start off with pockets, we get orange comedy right away with his little uh, shin kicks that make no sense. And Matt Hardy's doing the delete thing. Uh, orange Cassidy also stole money from Matt Hardy because Matt Hardy pulled out money out of his pockets. And Orange Cassidy stole his money. Uh, Matt Hardy hit a side effect outside the ring, which is pretty cool. And then Matt Hardy took his money back. So that was pretty, uh, you know, all is well in AEW. Uh, and Matt Hardy hit a cool razor edge type power bomb, which I thought was cool. And you got more comedy from Orange Cassidy when he, uh, did something weird. I don't know. Orange Cassidy then hit a crossbody in which he landed on Matt Hardy's head. Uh, but yeah, there's another concussion for Matt Hardy. Uh, and then Matt Hardy starts bleeding, and th this is normal TV, by the way. This is not a pay-per-view match. This is not a grudge match. This is not a big feud. No, nah, Matt Hardy's just bleeding in a in regular TV in a normal match. Cool. 
Orange Cassidy hit a comedy swanton bomb, and then Cassidy hit the twist of fate. And Cassidy won with a comedy pin. Uh, so yes, he rolled him up and then put his hands in his pockets and pinned him. Which apparently you can't kick out of that. Okay, whatever. Um, and I wrote down this company's stupid, and this finish was stupid. Um, then we went uh, to the locker room. I don't even know where Malachi Black's talking. He said, Malachi Black is talking. He says, it's a mistake to get in the ring with him. And he says, Brock Anderson should just get counted out and say sorry and all is forgiven. Then I wrote down, so Brock is about to get buried tonight. Uh, then we went to Chris Jericho in the ring. Uh, Chris Jericho says he strives to be the best uh, best, uh, best wrestler he can possibly be. And that is false because he is not in shape whatsoever. So I do not think he is doing his best to be the best wrestler he can possibly be. And then Chris also said he's obsessed with beating NJF. And then Chris said, I want another match at All Out. Which I said they should do. Hey, well, not what I said they should do. Because I don't need to see a fourth match between these guys. I just said they should have had the match at the pay-per-view. But no, they said, let's have another match at the pay-per-view. And uh, the stipulation for this one. Because of course there's got to be a stipulation. Um... But anyways, I'll get to... And Jericho said if MJF wins, he will retire. So basically, the stipulation is Jericho loses, he's going to retire. So what's going to happen here is Chris Jericho's pulling a Triple H, and he said, listen, brother, you beat me on the regular show, which, you know, actually technically gets more viewers, brother. So I'm really putting you over, but you're going to lose me at the pay-per-view, brother. Uh, yeah, that's a little Triple H move right there that he did to Booker T. Well, I'll lose to you on the on I'll lose to you on Raw, brother. But uh, let me beat you at WrestleMania. I'll kill you. Um, MGF was wearing a MGF three Jared Blow zero shirt, which was awesome. MGF is pretty great here. He made a joke about Fozzie, and then MGF says he has the match, but he tells Chris Jericho to consider it even more because he's gonna end Chris Jericho. Then I wrote down, uh, yeah, Chris Jericho gonna pull the Triple H trick here. Uh, then we got the Varsity Blondes in the locker room. They're back. They're doing an interview in the locker room. And they said they are family, but they're not family. And they also say they are ranked, they are the number one ranked tag team in the tag team division. And of course, it's the Lucha Bros versus the Varsity Blondes, which this match was not very good. I'm a big fan of the Varsity Blondes. But they made them do way too much here that they can't do. Um, so, uh, the Blondes are the team, and, uh, I, well, the Blondes are the team, but the Acclaim's not here, so that's kind of, that kind of sucks. Uh, the Bucks come out with the Good Brothers, uh, when, after the Lucha Bros are out. And Brandon Cutler's here, too. Y'all know how I feel about Brandon Cutler. He's the best part of the whole elite squad with his little hairspray thing. It's funny. And when he does get some one-liners, he's funny. Um, Ray Phoenix is doing a bunch of gymnast stuff that I could care less about. And then Pinta hit a crappy DDT. And then... Whoever said this match is going to be great, they or whoever designed this match, they have Brian Pillman Jr. doing freaking gymnastics and doing lucha. is jumping around. Why? That's stupid. <laughs> um, uh, I don't understand why these people do this stuff. Um, Phoenix, Ray Phoenix hit a rolling cutter, which was stupid because Brian Pillman saw him doing the move to him and watched him flip. Watched him roll and then watched him hit a cutter, 
whatever. Uh, Brian Pillman basically <laughs> looks like he it looked it looked like he missed a drop kick on Penta, and there were way too many super kicks in this match. And then the Lucha Bros win, and this is stupid. Uh, I, the it's not that the Lucha it's not that I don't like the Lucha Bros. I feel like they could be stars on their own, but of course they're in a tag team for some reason. But why would you have the blondes, who aren't the most athletic team ever, against the freaking Lucha House, Lucha Bros? I was about to call them Lucha House Party, because basically the same. They do gymnastics. But, I mean, why would you not have the Lucha Bros versus, like, Private Party? Because Private Party can do all the gymnastics stuff that the varsity blondes struggle to do. And I feel like Jurassic Express and the Varsity Blondes can have a normal match. But whatever. I don't run the show here. Uh, also, uh, the Lucha Bros won. And then Jungle Boy and his Jurassic Express friends were sitting at ringside. And then they got in the ring. And then Marco Stunt is on TV again, which I don't know why. And Jungle Boy kind of looked like a normal guy when he hopped in the ring. For a second, I thought it was just another dude. I was like, well, who is in the ring? And then it said, well, that's Jungle Boy. Uh, and then uh, the Bucks pushed him and nothing really happened. Uh, they brawled a little bit, but who cares? Then we had Jamie Hayter versus Red Velvet. I wrote down in the beginning, I wonder if Red Velvet's going to get squashed because Britt Baker's already in another two-week feud with Chris Danlander or whatever. Um, AEW should bring in Ronda Rousey. I wrote this down so he can be part of Dan Lambert's UFC stable. Or <laughs> so she can be part of Dan Lambert's UFC stable that he's got going on over there. Uh, and then, <laughs> which I thought this was hilarious. They said they're going to they're gonna go to picture-in-picture, picture, but they didn't, and they just sat there with dead air. <laughs> And then, uh, then they finally went to picture in picture. Coming back from the break, they looked a bit confused. Red Velvet missed a moonsault, or a standing moonsault, and then Jamie won with the clothesline. And then the, and then Britt Baker, uh, Rebel, not Reba, and, uh, Jamie attacked Red Velvet three on one. And then Chris Stantlander came out to make the save. Ah, this show. Man, the best part of the show was freaking Excalibur saying, and eh, we're going to go to picture in picture. It, it just stopped. There's dead air. And they sat there, and you hear Excalibur say, whoa. And then they just sat there again. <laughs> best part of the show by far. And then you had the Dark Order in the locker room. They say they're having issues, but they're together. And then one of them says, Uno, you're not the leader, and it's your fault that Adam Page is gone. And Uno said, Alex, why don't you shut up and stay in the shadows? And then Alex said, dude, just because you're Uno doesn't mean you're the leader. And he walked away. And Uno was like, my bad. They just walked away. And that's how that segment ended. Because, you know, the young bucks got to push their gimmicks around here. Even the, even if it's stupid. Then we had... CM Punk. CM Punk was in the ring to cut a promo with Tony Schiavone there. They announced him as the best in the world, but then I remember he got beaten UFC twice, and well, technically once, but he got he got beat twice, and uh, yeah, and I wrote down this man has no talent in fighting, according to Joe Rogan, and CM Punk says he can't hear anything Tony Schiavone says. Ah, Lord, um, 
And then Punk, he talks about young talent more than Hulk Hogan did when Hogan was in TNA, brother. Hogan said, I'm here for the young talent, brother. I've been looking at the young talent, brother. And Punk said, I'm here for the young talent, brother. Eh, Lord have mercy. Punk keeps bringing up the young talent, and then Punk describes what's wrong with wrestling. He said, they're guys who are short and do gymnastics, and they like to do flips, and blah, blah, blah. And Punk just said what was wrong with wrestling. Um, and, and, my fo- and in my opinion, this was a weird, boring promo. It was boring because Punk didn't cut any cool promo. The only cool promo he ever cut was the pipe bomb. Okay, he's roasting people, and he's... They're, it's a baby face heel type thing that they're doing over there. But now in AEW, what, he's, he's here to help the young guys? Well, he can't do anything cool on the mic anymore. Because if he's here, if he's here to help the young guys and the, and the fans like him, then he can't cut the pipe bomb promos that he used to. So what's cool about Punk on the mic anymore? Really nothing. He's just talking about helping the young guys in the back who have passion for wrestling and all that kind of weird stuff that Punk's talking about. And then Jim Ross actually mentioned Punk's MMA career for some random reason to remind me that he got beat up twice and Joe Rogan said he has no talent. And then (laughs) he didn't see Punk hug Tony Schiavone. Uh, This makes no sense. Why wouldn't he go and hug Justin Roberts who was actually in WWE with him? And to my common knowledge, he doesn't know Tony Schiavone. So what is the point of him hugging Tony Schiavone? Uh, then we had Miro in the locker room promo. I don't know. It was, Miro, it was a Miro vignette. And Miro apologized for calling out Fuego, and he calls out Eddie Kingston. And then he says, Miro is the Redeemer, because he's talking in third person. And then we got Darby Allen, uh, John Moxley, and Eddie Kingston versus guys who didn't get an entrance. Apparently, the three random guys who didn't get an entrance are the wingmen. And one of them looks like your fat uncle at the family reunion. Eddie threw a chair on the ground. Eddie Kingston threw a chair on the ground that bounced and then hit one of the wingmen so that, in my opinion, they should win by disqualification. I didn't care about this match. Darby Allen won with a coffin drop. And then Daniel Garcia attacked Darby Allen. And I'm so confused because we are doing a a CM Punk versus Darby Allen feud, but we're also doing a Daniel Garcia versus uh, Mox, Darby, and Kingston feud. I'm confused. We got Ty Conti, though. She was cutting a promo. I've been saying her name wrong, apparently, because she has, she's never been on TV. So I don't know how to pronounce her name. They finally told me. I always thought it was Tay Conti, because it's spelled T-A-Y. I didn't know it was pronounced Ty Conte. Wouldn't that be spelled T-I-E? Who knows? But Ty Conti's here. Um, uh, She finally got TV time. And then the bunny came out and interrupted her. And she said, why don't you... She said, why are you still hanging out with the Dark Order? They're losers. And then she said, why don't you join the Hardy family office? Which would be awesome because the Hardy family office is amazing. And then Ty Conti said, no, dude. And then she attacked the bunny. That's how that went off. Uh, Then we got Kenny Omega in the ring. By God, Kenny Omega, as Don Callis would say. Uh, Kenny came out with Brandon Cutler, Michael, no, 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 get off my TV, Tozawa, and Don Callis. Uh, Don Callis says, all out, they're going to beat Christian Cage. And then Christian came out with the, with his cool song. Uh, Don Callis says, he puts, uh, well, Christian showed a weird video. And then Don Callis said, hey, I put family over talent, brother. That's what you're supposed to do it. That's how Hulk Hogan did it. 
brother. And then Kellis started taking off his jacket and scarf. It looked like they were about to get in a fight. And then uh, they were beating up Christian and Frankie Kazarian came out to stop the beatdown. Yeah, Frankie Kazarian's here, people. Oh, so great. Brandon Cutler's actually going to be on Rampage this week, though, so I'm excited for that. The first time I've seen the dude wrestle. I, I just thought he couldn't wrestle. That's why they never put him on TV. Or that's why they never had him wrestle on TV. Uh, but he's apparently wrestling. Then we went to the Gun Club versus the Factory. The Factory looked like a bunch of nobodies. And uh, Billy Gunn is still wrestling, and he looked very slow. But the Gun Club won with the roll-up because QT Martial was uh, taunting Paul White, a.k.a. The Big Show, who was on commentary. And yeah, nobody cares. Uh, then we got Dan Lambert. He was cutting a promo in the locker room. Dan Dan cuts a promo about wrestlers being short little kids that he would have stuffed in the locker. He would have stuffed in the locker back in high school. And Dan points out the fact that Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page are both experts in fighting. Ethan Page, Ethan Page is a double black belt, apparently. Which is awesome that these two dudes are included in something good in this company. Instead of jobbing this thing. Because, you know, hey... But now they'll probably just jog the Lance Archer, so hey, whatever. Uh, and then we got, then they said Ty Conte's gonna be on TV this Friday. Wow, cool. Um, and then we went to Arn Anderson, who's in the locker room, and he said Brock is over his head. And he's not talking about Brock Lesnar. He said he's talking about his son Brock. He said my son's over his head. He should not fight, but I'll be out there with him. And we got Malachi Black versus Brock Anderson. And the fans are cheering Malachi when he's obviously the heel. This is what's wrong with wrestling because they play favorites because the marks are the marks. Um, Brock came out to no crowd reaction. He got nothing. He just said, yeah, you suck. Uh, I kind of like Brock Anderson, but they're not doing anything with him. Um, and Arn Anderson wanted to throw in the towel. I did not know you could do that in wrestling, but whatever. Uh, he does not throw in the towel because Brock says, no, dad, don't do it. Um, Lord have mercy, this show just keep kept getting worse and worse, didn't it? Um, so Malachi Black hits his spinning kick thing, and the fans chant one more time after Black hit his kick, and they are chanting for the heel to beat up the baby face here, which is awful, but whatever. Uh, Malachi Black won, he did not hit the kick again, but then... Malachi Black went and got a chair. And then Arn blocked the kick, but then got kicked in the groin, which is great. Uh, so he got, he got some extra heat by kicking Arn again. <laughs> and then Shotty Lee Johnson came out. And Malachi Black ran, ran away from Shotty Lee Johnson. I wrote down, Malachi Black about to bury all the young guys here. He buried Brock. He's about to bury Shotty Lee Johnson, too. Hopefully Shoddy wins, though. Shoddy's got some momentum. Well, not really, because he lost to Miro. So I don't know he's got any momentum. But that was AEW Dynamite. Did, did the show get worse? Yes, it did. Can it get worse again? Yes, it can. Uh, maybe Rampage will be, will be better. You give me Ty Conte. You give me freaking Brandon Cutler. I'll watch that show. But you're still giving me Kenny Omega. You're giving me, day, you, you're giving me my weekly dose of Kenny by God Omega. Uh, but anyways, thank you for listening to the Three Ball Podcast. Stay safe. Peace out.